This is the Outdoor Family Podcast. Welcome to the Outdoor Family Podcast, the devotional series, Ike's Flame. Hey, Ike, what's up? Not a whole lot. I'm staying busy and working in school, so what about you? Uh, staying busy. Um, our daughter just kind of recovering from surgery on her web webbing in her toes Mm -hmm. Um, and i think she's back to normal pretty much so we get a uh, appointment this week here to uh, post post surgery appointment to just make sure everything's good so yeah Yeah. so no complications really or anything no not that we're aware of (laughs) so (laughs) so (laughs) it's really good so it went really well and really smooth so it was uh, it was a lot of prayer over the whole whole situation yeah. so yeah yeah so. that's good good to hear yeah. So. yeah yeah well i i had to bring up and tell you about um you know this is one of probably my biggest fears in life um, oh boy uh yeah but i may have to come to the realization of it all so um Kelsey, um, which if you listen to the other other podcasts, my wife, um, her uh, older brother, he's um, in the Marines and he's actually retiring. He's done 20 years in the Marines and everything. And uh, he's in California right now and they're doing a retirement um, like a, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a celebration, but I think it's like a, oh, what would you call that? Kind of like a recognition ceremony so, yeah maybe the retirement ceremony through the marines okay. and stuff and yeah. um and it's here at the end of april so um we were we've been discussing about going out there and um and everything and and uh, the one of the, the so at first initially i'm like oh, we can drive out there we could drive out there and <laughs> and we and cost wise it's i was and i don't know maybe if i look into it more it was coming out about the same except i mean it, it was going to be more expensive in the long run to drive out there um mm-hmm. and it would take longer to, to do it and i mean yeah because how long a drive would that be for you guys I think you could do it in two days. I can't. I can't remember off the top of the head. I did look it up, like uh, whatever Google mapped it. It was like thirty some hours. I think like thirty six yeah, hours. I was wondering if it was thirty or more hour drive. Yeah, it was. It's a very long drive. Um, you're in Indiana, driving to California. Yeah. So, um, and I was like, well, maybe we can make a vacation out of. I'm. I'm trying to come up anyway. <laughs> Under the Not sun, because I'm like, well, you because you you go across the southwest, so I mean, you could like hit the Grand Canyon. There's some, I yeah. mean, hit go in the Utah, but I mean, it's a that's pretty early. Like a lot of those places, it's still got a lot of snow stuff, snow melt need to be involved. And yeah, I was like, did you say when you were going? End of April. End so of April. A lot okay. of these places are high elevation type stuff too. You know that you would want to go see. Yeah. So they're probably still got snow on and stuff. Mm-hmm. so i think i've really reality if we go and um i think at this point we're probably going to go um yeah i mean i'm gonna have to get an airplane isaac <laughs> and um it, isaac knows of being my brother growing up heights are like the one thing that scares the dickens out of me and well, um, unless he's deer hunting even then like i'm so cautious like i'm not like yeah stupid i don't think but um 
I don't know. The idea of being in a plane and it crashing, like hitting the ground, it just sounds dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, I was. Uh, Kelsey's gonna. Kelsey's gonna have to, like, drug you up or something. Yeah, actually. <laughs> we were talking. Sleeping pills. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, Kelsey was talking to her parents about this. Just, they're whatever. And they know a couple. And that's what I think the lady, she does take some sort of. I, I, I like a prescription type drug so she's mm-hmm. lethargic to get on planes and stuff yeah uh, but i know uh our mom has done that mom our mom doesn't like um she gets really claustrophobic um uh-huh. and so when she has gotten um she's had to have some mris done and things and so she has to like the mri is like where you go kind of like a cat scan but you actually go in a enclosed tube and mom doesn't like that. So I know she's, her doctors prescribed her that stuff. So that way she is more relaxed. So it might be something similar to that. Mm-hmm, yeah. I just, part of me is like, I told Kelsey the other day, like, I'd rather wrestle a grizzly bear. Um, <laughs> I know, like, wrestling a grizzly bear, I'd be guaranteed to die. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I think sometimes with fears, I don't know what you think about this, Isaac, but there's like the, the reason goes out the window. Like when you're actually like a hundred percent scared of something like reason doesn't make, doesn't work. Like you can tell me that there's, cause I actually, I looked up the other day, like how safe they are um, to get on a plane. And um, yeah, it's, it's stupid safe compared to about anything else you're, you do. um, But it's just like, it still just terrifies me. The idea of, smacking the earth at whatever 100 mile an hour from 30,000 feet or whatever it just sounds like I don't know I don't know if you saw I don't know if you saw anything about this when you looked up but was there a higher percentage of being hurt or being killed while driving or flying was that on there no and there's no way I mean the percentage was so low um like on I, I looked up like commercial flights yeah um, it was like i think it was like worldwide it was like around like one and a half percent maybe 1.7 percent yeah um and so i don't know that that's probably millions and millions of flights a year yeah um, and mm-hmm. i mean i i and I, I can't remember it was like a hundred and it was a hundred and 50 fatalities like in 2000 and 2020 2020 i think it was um mm. so like last year and in yeah. of, of those like one of them wouldn't even really count i think it was like a like a the plane got shot down over like the middle east somewhere so mm. like it's not even like you know normal yeah. um malfunction of the plane or whatever yeah. so and actually, I think I, I, I don't, I, I don't quote me, but I thought I was reading the two that was like the last time a fatal crash happened in the United States, it was like oh nine. So it's only like eleven years ago. Oh, wow. or whatever. I think it was something like that. It's been like it was a significant time ago. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, we have fatal crashes in cars every day. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, that could be an adventure for you. It will be more than an adventure, Isaac. Uh, this this uh, this actually flowed pretty well into what we're going to talk about today. Um, uh, and just being a little bit of it is just being fearful is what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Hmm. Um, 
but I think <laughs> as as we transition to there, this might be a um, conversation we'll have to pick up after um, after you experience this um, to okay. see what your thoughts were. So, um, or see if there's anything that was absolute hilarious story that happens. Can we, before you get going, I, like, I want to like explain how fearful I am of the, okay, like, the heights. Um, so like I can be sitting in my living room and watching a TV show or whatever, <laughs> and they can just show like a picture, a, sh- a scene outside the airplane. And I'm sitting in my living room. Like I'm zero. There's zero percent chance that it, it, this has anything to do with me. Like it makes my ter- toes curl. Like it's like cripplingly crippling me, fearful of flying. Yeah. It's it's crazy bad. Yep. So. Yeah. So, and which is kind of funny because me and our other brother, um, <laughs> we're not really scared of heights at all. Um, and so it's kind of a just Mitch thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it's just like I, I love roller coasters, but Mitch, um, you, you'll ride roller coasters, but you're not the biggest fan. So yeah, I typically ride because of peer pressure. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in um, to more the lotion. Kind of, yeah, and, and this has been a good opening topic just because we are going to talk about fear a little bit um, and <clears throat> uh, what that looks like to kind of live through fear and live free from fear and um, a little bit of maybe what Jesus desires for us. So, um, so yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. I'll do a short prayer and we'll get started. Sound good? Sounds good, Ike. All right. Uh, Father, um, we thank you for today and just our time together and just fun chat um, here to start our time. Um, and as we dive into um what it looks like not to be fearful, but also to live an abundant life. Um, then what you've called us to, we, uh, we just ask that you speak to us, that you would, um, you'd be present in this conversation, um, and that, um, we would learn well together, um, learn what you have for us and what you desire for us. And we pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, um, yeah, tonight, um, or yeah, it's tonight when we're recording it. That's why I'm saying that. Um, so hopefully I stay awake. Um, but, uh, as we talk here, we're gonna, um, you guys can go ahead and if you want, if you're in a place where you can flip over to John 10, um, that's where we'll be at tonight. Um, if you're listening in a car, obviously don't flip over to John 10. That may be dangerous. Um, and, but, um, so we are, t- so yeah, Mitch was talking a little bit about fear of flying um, and not wanting to do that. And I think it's interesting because fears hold us back a lot in life, um, hold us back from doing things that we want to do um, and um, or keeping us from doing things that might even just be beneficial for us um, and things of that nature. So there's a lot of fear that creeps in and holds us back and, um, so as we, in, in John 10 here, we look at Jesus talks about abundant life and we'll, I guess we'll just, let's just go ahead and read this Mitch. Um, and then we'll just discuss, um, okay. what this looks like and, um, yeah, tonight's just going to be for t- this today, tonight, whatever, um, it's going to be just very conversational. Um, and just, I just want to pick your thoughts and a little bit, um, let's just read it and then I'll, 
give a little bit of two cents, um, and we'll go from there. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Um, so in, it'll be John 10, um, starting in verse 7, and we're going to read through verse 13. So John 10, 7 to 13. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find the pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees wolf sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. Um, I just completely lost. Uh, it leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Um, so as we read this, this might even be for some of you, a passage of scripture that you guys are familiar with, uh, Jesus being the good shepherd and, um, how we follow his voice and things of that nature. You guys probably heard before. Um, it was very common. Um, and, Kind of really the verse I want to focus in on is verse 10, um, which is a popular verse, and you guys have probably heard is The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, that came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I think just this idea of having abundant life, like what is that? What's that look like? Um is that going out and doing whatever I want? Is that following Jesus wholeheartedly? Is that um, just living in my safe space? Like, what does that look like? Uh, I think it's so hard to know what abundant life is um, and what Jesus is calling us to. Um, and I think as as we think about this, it's Jesus desires for us to have abundant life. Um, and so, um, there, there has to be good in it if Jesus desires it for us. So, yeah, we're just going to dive into this a little bit tonight and uh, or today, whenever you're listening, um, and just see what see what see what we kind of pull out. And part of what this came from is if you guys listened to Mitch uh, last week on the main show, um, at the end he just kind of gave a little thing of encouragement like, hey, like get out, be involved in church if you can. Um, because I know the pandemic COVID has um has stifled a lot of what we do and there's a lot of uncertainty or fear with it at times of like, okay, what should I do? Or but he really encouraged you guys to get out and just live life if possible. Um obviously don't be rash or um do something that you shouldn't be doing or putting people in danger. We don't want that. Um, but there's also a point where we just kind of live life um, as well. And I think also, and this is part of it as well as Mitch last week um, talked about like spring's coming. Like, what do we have to look forward to? Like, what are we preparing for, for the summer, whether it's camping or turkey hunting in the spring or things like that, um, that we are able to, be excited about and be look forward to and kind of live an abundant life um, as things um, spring comes, flowers pop and um, things like that. So that's really where we're coming from tonight. And I kind of just continuing off the thought um, and kind of thought process of last week on the main show. So 
Um, yeah, what do you have any thoughts on that, Mitch, as I kind of start to lay that out for us? Well, I guess my first question for you then is, what yeah. is abundant life? And also, um, in my, I was reading along too, and my version it, um, says uh, living to the full. What, mm-hmm. How would you define that, Isaac, the yeah. living abundantly or... I guess because the first uh, the first thing I was thinking about I was going kind of running through my brain as you're talking here is there's different definitions of living abundant life depending mm. on your standpoint or where you come from. So yeah. I'll just let you run with it and see what you where you got go with that. I yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, you bring up a good point. There's definitely different different views on this, and I I think from a Christian perspective, and I think from what. Um, Jesus is calling us to do. Um, uh, Jesus calls us to um, live a holy life, to uh, love our neighbor, to um, yeah. What the what are the two like most com- important commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, um, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I think that. Um, in a lot of ways, defines what an abundant life is. Um, it simply said um, is loving God first, um, and then secondly, um, it's uh, um, loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, it's doing what Jesus desires of us. And sometimes this doesn't sound fun. Um, sometimes this sounds hard. And sometimes, as we were talking earlier, fear gets in the way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, at the beginning of verse 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think that that, that is, I'm not, I don't think that is the devil um, coming to kill, steal, and destroy um, the good things in life. Um, what we're trying to do, how we're trying to live for God, um, and those types of things. And um, yeah, I think, and then also at the end of Matthew, I think of two other verses, and at the end of Matthew, it talks about the Great Commission, which you guys are probably familiar with, some of you guys are probably familiar with, in Matthew 28, where it talks about um, going and teaching and making disciples and telling people about Jesus, um, is the essence of that. And then I think it's Matthew 6, don't quote me on that, um, but it um, it's a simple verse, um, it says, um seek first uh the kingdom of god and the rest will be given to you like first we got to seek out god that's the first step of abundant life and the rest of it will come along um and i think that's one thing i've i'm learning and continue to learn is when we first follow god um and seek out what he has for us there was such a great reward in that um and not necessarily in something like oh i have a really nice house or i have a really nice car or um i'm always financially stable it's more of there's a piece that i'm doing what god's called me to do and i'm probably really enjoying what god's called me to do at some points sometimes it's hard um and for me i'm a pastor um there's there's a few things i don't enjoy doing as a pastor um it's hard there's a lot of my job where it's like, Oh, I really love this. This is fun to do. Um, and so I think it just, um, that's my initial two cents. I know it kind of rambled on there, but my initial two cents and thoughts on that. Um, what do you think, Mitch? Um, 
Yeah, I think I think I really like what you said because actually I, I'm trying to think. I was thinking through this like uh, uh like I don't really have a good answer, so I wanted to ask you the question first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it is, and I think you alluded to this, but I think it's the idea <laughs> that you do live abundant at least a live abundant christian life um a life that's chasing after god you first gotta like you were saying love god first and i think when you love god first or come go down that path you your desires in life um change from like a fleshly mm-hmm. worldly desires to um kingdom desires and yeah. and so then your perspective abundance um or living a full life does change and um i think it comes down then you then you come into the idea your goal in life is to love on people and um Mm -hmm. and i think that's it changes because of that because i was thinking well if i live if i'm from a worldly secular opinion or abundant living abundant life i think that think of is like the like you're saying there is the uh you know nice house having money to do whatever you want go on the vacations you want and stuff like that and i don't know i guess that's where i i guess the two different ways of having abundant life but from a christian standpoint it's the mm-hmm. actually probably just loving on people in reality and and you find find that joy because like you said it is hard it's there's tough yeah. there's tough things and love it on people yeah yeah, and I think, um, and I'll just give you guys, tell you guys um, this kind of example of this in my own life within the past year, really. And so, um, I am I'm currently working on my master's, um, but I'll be done this spring. Um, but so my master's went from on campus to off campus, and so last um, to like online and things. So. I was looking for a job last spring into the summer. Uh, Mitch knows some of this. And so um, I'm trying to work on this. I've applied to uh, probably 40 different churches because uh, I went to school to be a pastor and do ministry and things like churches, slash parent church organizations. And basically, I had no response. And the few responses I did get is like, hey, we'd love to have you, but because of the pandemic, we financially can't take somebody on or we've cut somebody um already um and so i had a few churches say hey we might go to hire you in the fall so that means i'd have to wait three or four months um and i mainly i was looking in the in indiana as i uh, me and my fiance or my girlfriend at the time were engaged now we're trying to just figure out what we were doing so we thought we were probably going to be engaged soon um and things like that we were just like okay what do we do like like I'm not finding a job. She was struggling to find a job. She she was graduating college as well, um, and just we were just really trying to seek what God had for us at the time, um, and it really was kind of frustrating a lot. Um, and she's from Ohio, um, and so she's like, was, we were talking one day. And it's like, well, maybe we're meant to be in Ohio, not Indiana. Cause at first, we still kind of were like really keen on and staying stay in Indiana. Um, I grew up in Indiana, and she went to college there, so. Um, we were close to like my parents and things. Um, but, um, so was, we, we had a conversation one afternoon, um, probably middle of May, um, last, last year. And, um, we, as we discussed, uh, we were kind of like, okay, I think God's kind of calling us to, um, Ohio. And I remember after that conversation going downstairs and telling mom, I'm like, Hey, I think, uh, I think I'm called to go to Ohio and things like this. And so 
And it was like a day later, um, Emily, my fiance now, um, she, she told me and she's like, Hey, there's a job opportunity at our church working with a parachurch organization, new campus ministry. Um, and I was like, okay, this is the first job I'd looked at in Ohio. Um, so I was like, Hey, I'll apply. And she's like, they're looking to hire somebody by June 1st. And I was like, okay, that's kind of quick. Cause it was already in the middle of May. So I think it was May 17th is when I turned my application in. Um, and this is the first job I looked at first job at all I applied for in Ohio. Um, and I was hired for the job on, I think June 3rd was the day. Um, which is also the same day that my now fiance was hired for her job in Ohio in the same area. Um, so we both got, um, conversation confirmation of being hired on the same day. And so as we kind of walked through that, like, and now, as I look back on that, like we really saw after God in that time. Um, and now, uh, we love where we're at. We're enjoying doing ministry together, um, and being involved in the community that we're in um and um things like that and the church that i'm involved in um, and working at and the campus i'm working at students i work with and it's i enjoy it a lot and it's kind of that abundance um of, i have a piece of where I'm, I'm where i'm supposed to be um and so i just and that was kind of a long story but just share that to say like there is a when we serve god when we follow after god even in the difficult times there isn't a abundance that comes from that and um yeah so i don't know yeah is that i don't know hopefully that was helpful much i don't know as i kind of rambled on there no i think it's a lot about persevering and uh, there because i think i think for christians we got to really understand perseverance and that and knowing that it's not all like you know rainbow rainbows and unicorns you know as a christian i think a lot of a lot of people get that perception mm-hmm. and then they yeah. or if they don't get that outcome then they um then they say well then god's not real either on the yeah. kind of flip side of things and and i think the uh i think that's part of like like well I, oh, actually it's kind of funny uh, one of our grandpas he actually said one time like anything that's worthwhile in life is takes hard work and mm-hmm. um i think your guys is you know trying to figure out your jobs and different things and moving forward it was it, it wasn't clear it wasn't easy um mm-hmm. and but you're persistent and you're persistent in god's will and i think that's when the key is being persistent in god's trying to find god's uh, plan for you yeah and you you'll you'll get there you'll always you'll always find it if you're persistent and i think yeah. that's i think that's a good example of that i can yeah. i think you you do find more fulfillment in mm-hmm. and more that kind of that abundant life through yeah um, that situation when you are persistent in god's yeah. will so yeah that's a good yeah, example and, Isaac. yeah and i think as, like and kind of to add on to that as as we went through that like all last spring and things trying to figure out what we're where we were supposed to be at what i was supposed to be doing things like that like as we prayed about it, and even though yeah, at times i got pretty frustrated just because i'd have an interview and basically all they'd tell me is oh we can't hire you but we'd be interested um if we had the money and so it's one of those things of like ah it's like uh, that's just a hard i'd almost rather get a no we don't want to hire you though um we're interested um but we can't and so 
but along with that like that whole time it was a lot of pressing the god and it wasn't easy but there was always seemed to be a piece i could come back to okay i am seeking god i'm doing what seeking out what god wants um and there's a peace in knowing you're trying to do what god desires um even though it's not easy um even though it's frustrating and you might want to punch a wall or something every once in a while um or feel like you're running your head into a wall um it's there's there can also be a peace within the process of knowing okay i'm i'm getting there i'm working on it um even though it is frustrating um and it's okay to be frustrated as well um that's definitely not a bad thing um that <laughs> part of learning and growing and understanding i mean i now say this i think i if i want to have had those frustrated moments or the moments where i'm like oh, i don't i don't get what's going on then i what i'm doing now probably wouldn't be as fulfilling as it is um and as but feel like it is as abundant life as it is um and i think that's what part of what makes it is the tough times make the good times that much better and that much more rewarding yeah that's true that is true i think too like what you guys whatever you're doing you and i don't do you even i know you're doing ministry now but yeah i think sometimes when you look back when you look back in five years you'll like be like whoa like god's hand was all over that because i think when you in the moment you're like oh yeah god answering prayers or he's opening doors but i don't think you really like you really understand fully what is going on until mm-hmm. being able to look back and like whatever it's your vision your vision's always 2020 20 and kind of like the rearview mirror or whatever yeah so yep. yeah yeah that's interesting yeah and as we just talked about this i'd like i like mitch mentioned last week on the main show it's just like we have a lot going on in our world right now um and it's just sometimes it's things that are just like it's either uncomfortable or we're scared about or we don't know what to think about and it just keeps us from doing maybe what god is calling us to or um just what we feel like we should be doing and i think um I just want to encourage you guys to put yourself out there, try something, do something, um, despite everything that's going on around us. Um, and maybe even be creative, um, come up with a new way to connect with people or things like that. And I know it's kind of been a long haul at times with everything going on, but, um, keep trying to pursue the abundant life, um, uh, that Jesus calls us to. Um, and, uh, I promise you guys won't be disappointed in that. Um, if you keep pursuing, eventually, um, it'll happen. Um, and you'll see, like Mitch was saying, either it's five, 10 years or three months, you'll look back at, at some point and realize, okay, God had his hand in all that. Yeah. And I, I think too, like a lot of the examples we've shown here or talked about so far have been like, I feel like, you know, taking a particular job or, you know, yeah. talking to someone, witnessing to someone or whatever. But I think sometimes it, it's hard to do the big ones, that the big, take the big steps at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's just simple. You can do simple things to like get the ball rolling and yeah. like i was just thinking about you know like we have like a sign up list to do like nursery at our church or um being a greeter at the church and mm-hmm. you know and i think just sometimes like little things like that just 
you know, just don't be like the participant, like a participating in church as in just t- always taking in, just yeah. giving, you know, or I know there's like opportunities a lot of times with like youth stuff. They're always looking for people to cook a meal for, you know, youth group or, you know, donate stuff for youth group. So I like, think there's so many opportunities out there just in your church that aren't like n- actually don't even hardly have any people interaction or whatever. So I don't mm-hmm. know. That's, yeah. Those are like small steps to just kind of get the ball rolling and stuff. Yeah. So. And I, uh, and I promise you guys, if you go ask your pastor, um, if like, Hey, is there something I can do? I'm pretty sure he'll be able to find somewhere you can help out or serve or do something. Um, so don't worry about if there's opportunities, I'm guessing you're, you actually, if you're not sure, go ask your pastor and he'll, he'll find he or she will find something for you to do. Oh yeah. There's, there's so many opportunities out there. So, so don't, definitely don't feel like there isn't opportunities. So, Mm -hmm. and, and I like what you said there, Mitch is like, it's simple stuff. And even if it's also like within your family, like, making sure you're spending intentional time with your spouse or your kids or um, taking that time on a Saturday to go um, play catch um, with your son or um, do a daddy daughter date or something like that. Like it can be somewhat simple things as well. Just being a little extra intentional with your family or friends or those around you. um, I think is an aspect of this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you're completely right. So Yeah. So yeah, just this week is a little more low key, and I think I just really wanted to. As I know, this times I think um, has over the last year has been a um, I think emotionally drains us and spiritually drains us at times, just because there seems to be so much going on, and you constantly feel like every day you wake up and you hear something different. Um, you're not sure what to think at times, and so I just encourage you guys to. Um, continue seeking after God, um, continue that, um, persevering in that, um, and continue, continuing to seek maybe what, um, your abundant life is that God has for you, um, and the little things and big things and everything in between. So, yeah. Any last thoughts, Mitch? No, I, I think it was good. I like the, just, I mean, I don't know. You don't want to get to the end of your life, like, and just and look back and like, man, I had the boring. I had a boring life, or yeah. I did nothing. Like, because I mean, we're all like guaranteed a you know a certain amount of time, and mm-hmm. like, I don't want to waste it. Like, in so many ways, I don't want to waste it. And I think this is just mm-hmm. kind of a good friendly reminder that I don't want to waste it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. And yeah, Jesus doesn't want you to waste it either. So. so yeah all right well that's all i got for us today so um we'll pray out and then do our closing stuff sound good sounds good ike all right uh father um we i just thank you for um abundant life you call us to um that you um ask us and desire for us to seek after you and to love our neighbors, to love you first and to um, your desire is for us to live live a fulfilling life. Um, And uh, that is a good gift from you. And we thank you for that. Um, So God, I just ask that you would guide us and direct us in what that is and um, give us opportunities and let us be able to see those opportunities to live this out. 
um, in our day-to-day life. And the simple stuff and the big stuff. Um, yeah, we uh, thank you for everything that you um, blessed us with and the desire that you have for us to um, be abundant life, live an abundant life, and um, live in a relationship with you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Ike, um, it's kind of, yeah, we'll just wrap this up and you can get to bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me too here. Um, so where can they find you, Ike? Yeah, you guys can find me on Facebook at Isaac Slaughter, and then you guys can also find me on Instagram at Ike Slaughter. Okay. And you can find the Outdoor Family on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and remember, always stay anchored. <laughs>